When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You interviewed Danea Jackson, right? Right. Then you turned around and interviewed her husband, Derek Jackson. Yep. A lot of women got mad at you about that. And that's what I, that's what I be talking about. Women don't be wanting the truth. So here you are, you interviewing the brother. A lot of women got upset about that. To the point that, won't you tell people how much money you lost during that interview? I'm not going to say that. No, you no, you keep it lit. No, 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 you believe in keeping it lit. Tell the truth. How much money did you lose doing that interview? My income was cut in half on YouTube after that. Cut interview. your YouTube income in half for the rest of that year. Right. Right. Would you do it again? I aim to make emotional healing a global norm through cultivating candid discussions about love. My parents got married and divorced to each other three times. Or you can look at it as they kept trying. In the end of my father's life, that's what he told me. I aspire to mend marriages. I'm intentional about loving her mm-hmm. because um, now I understand that, you know, I was able to be free and loving me, then I could love her. Reignite hope for singles seeking future relationships. How can you glory in being single and want a companion at the same time? How can you not? You're only going to be as as successful as a wife as you were a single. And inspire men to lead their homes in accordance with biblical principles. When I made my vows, I told God that I was going to take care of this gift. This is my gift. And I was obligated to see after him and him alone. Join me on this journey where these heartfelt and vulnerable conversations form the patchwork for the quilt that will envelop my future wife. I have uh, accepted their opinions without criticism. And uh, the theme is that I'm happy and I want to be happy in the future. I'm the Terrace R. Whitfield. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. I'm your host, Lateris R. Whitfield. Listen, are you still shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, come on, this is season eight. Hit that subscription button and subscribe. And make sure you turn on your notification bell so you'll be notified about upcoming episodes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Lit Fam. I want y'all to get used to hearing that. I'm going to continue fostering this community. And those that have been rocking with us in season one, we've said that term intermittently through some of the seasons. We refer to our community as the Lit Fam. Lit is the acronym for living intentionally and transparently. And that's what you are. That's what we are. We are a community of people that live with intentionality. We live transparently. We, we, we're not afraid to share our truths with individuals. We're not afraid of judgment because we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I want y'all to believe that. I want y'all to rock with me on that. Um, a lot of y'all have been asking me, how do I learn about some of these 
excursions, these retreats that you go on? Well, go into the description. We're going to start fostering this uh, email list so y'all be notified. I've been hearing y'all complaining. I've been hearing y'all say, how do I know when you're in my city? And so we're going to do a better job. Sometimes you may miss an episode and um, you find out that we were in your city a little later. And in doing so, we want to make sure that um, we keep you up to date because we have a lot of exciting things this year. I'm so excited. Gosh, I'm so excited. Matter of fact, we're going to be dropping the a single. It's a single and it's also going to be the new theme song for the Dear Future Wifey podcast called You. Dear Future Wifey, song performed by none other than David Michael Wyatt. Y'all probably learned about him or heard his amazing voice um, in the group Tobey Weewee. Fresh, fresh, fresh artist. When I tell you, stuff is just super, super dope. But I'll be releasing that single next month, and I need y'all all to support it, buy it. And boy, it'd be what a dollar and seven cents or 99 cents or whatever they charge for music. So I definitely want y'all to support that and um, just blow it off the charts. Well, season seven was titled Tough Topics. Season eight, we're not going to go with a general theme this season. We're going to go back to the general format of Dear Future Wifey, where we just interview couples and singles with amazing and interesting stories. Matter of fact, I do want to interview. A lot of elderly people this season. I want people, if y'all have family members, uh, have mom and dad or grandpa and grandma that have been married 40, 50, 60 years, man, please, please send them my way. I would love to interview them. We're based out of Dallas, Texas. If they're open to flying, um, I'll definitely pay to get them here because I want to honor them, extract wisdom from our elderly. And if they're even too old to travel, to fly, guess what? I'll hop on the plane. I'll pack up all these cameras and we'll head to them. So I really want some fascinating stories because I get so much wisdom talking to the elderly. Season seven, a lot of y'all felt like that was a tough season. Oh, it was a tough season. Y'all were like wondering, why did you interview certain people on the podcast? You know, as I told y'all in season one, the people I interview is not just by happenstance. You know, I choose people that I believe add a wrinkle to my brain. And what I mean by that is that um, I'm one of those type of people that can learn from someone that's homeless. I can learn from someone that's uh, a drug addict. I can learn from someone that's a, a gambler. Even if they haven't been delivered from said thing, I learn from them and extract wisdom from them to help me not fall into those same pitfalls. And so I want you guys as the lit fam to trust me, trust me when I bring people on the podcast and um, sit down and learn the beauty of learning to hear people with different, differing opinions, different thought processes, and um, just be willing to, to listen to those tough conversations. A lot of y'all were DMing me, I, this is different for the podcast. I thought this podcast was this, and I thought this podcast was that. Whatever your opinion of the podcast is, let me help to educate you. The podcast is my personal journey as I discover, uncover, and recover love. What does that mean? 
What that means is that on this journey of me being a single man in search of my future wifey, the journey is exactly that, a journey. When you're dating people, you're meeting different people from different backgrounds. You're learning things that you like, dislike, things that you thought you were healed from, things that began to be triggers in your life. Well, I bring guests on that help to add a wrinkle to my brain. Um, I always say that the different guests that I interview, they serve as patchwork on this quilt of love. So what that means is that I'll extract different gems from different people, different cautionary tales to say, oh, I remember this was reflected, uh, re reflective of my own toxic personality traits when I was married, you know, and I'll listen to them and say, wow, I, I can only imagine the, the damage that I caused my wife when I was operating in that thought process, whatever that guess is providing in that moment. And so I want y'all to do the same. I want y'all to rock with me, trust me, and open your mind up. Now, this season is going to be back, like I said, to the traditional format of Dear Future Wifey, where we're just hearing fascinating stories. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but our first episode to hit a million views was the episode that had, it was called, Is Love Blind? It had Tiffany and Rich. When I say that episode was amazing because you saw this couple start off a little rocky. She was curving him at the beginning of a relationship and well, in their friendship, he was interested in dating her and he was curving her Well, she was curving him. And then later on, as she began to lose sight, oh, that's powerful. As she began to lose sight, she started seeing him. As she was losing sight, she began to see him and he didn't come into full view until she was completely blind. And the way he nurtured her heart, the way he covered her, the way he protected her, the way he was 10 toes down in her life. Uh, it's like a storybook love story. As a matter of fact, through the podcast, she was able to find a donor. We did a two-part episode. So if you haven't seen that episode, go watch that. Um, it's going to blow your mind. A million views. And these weren't people that were known. It wasn't like they had a big social media following, which is something I want to address. I'll get people who DM me and they say, hey, listen, um, do you only interview celebrities? And I'm like, do y'all not, have y'all not looked at my catalog of interviews. I don't interview just celebrities. As a matter of fact, the heartbeat of the podcast is interviewing people that aren't um, name people or big name people. You know, I go for the story. I go for people who have an amazing story and I will always be true to that. Yes. Have we had celebrities on the podcast? Absolutely. And, but Truthfully speaking, some of my best or my biggest viewed episodes are from people that are relatively unknown. Like take Rich and Tiffany, for example. Tiffany, I think when I interviewed her, she might have had like 1,500 followers on um, IG. And then Rich may have had like a couple of hundred or something. And then um, that episode hit a million views. Why? Because her story was powerful. So I will always stay true to the story. So. If you have an amazing story, if you have something that you believe that 
I could glean wisdom from or learn from or I'll find myself, you know, dropping a tear. I know a lot of y'all be like, boy, Latarius, one thing, uh, one thing for sure and two things for certain. Latarius is going to get emotional in the episode and be like, all right, you're going to make me cry. Well, I always try to stay in touch with my emotions because it was a season in my life and the darkest season of my life. I didn't cry. I didn't want to shed a tear. And um, so I told God that I want to lead with vulnerability. And then leading with vulnerability, especially as men, I want to um, provide safe spaces for men to be able to be in touch with their emotions and know that this is a judgment-free zone, that we have no stones to throw at you. We're all learning, males, females. We're all on this journey trying to learn this thing called love. Oh, I do want to say this. I mentioned this, I think, in um, on one of my lives. A lot of people don't think that with my growing following that I may be too busy to respond to DMs, but I do. A lot of times, uh, I'm going to tell you, when a man DMs me, 100%, I'm going to respond. And so I got this DM about a year ago from this gentleman, and, oh, I want to get him and his wife on the podcast. I'm going to reach out to him, see if he want to come on the podcast. But this gentleman reached out to me and he said, hey, listen, I know you're probably too busy. You'll probably never even see this, but my wife is wanting to leave me. I am broken right now. And the reason why I'm reaching out to you is because she watches your podcast. So I said, well, let me go ahead and go to the source and find out, can I get some help from the guy who my wife watches his podcast? So I said, you know what? Let me reach out to you. So I responded by email, I mean, by DM, and then I followed up with a video call and we talked. Wife was leaving him. She was tired of the stuff that he was putting her through. Wasn't like cheating on her or anything like that. It was just like, I think he was, couldn't keep a job and just a lot of stuff like that. Matter of fact, I got to get them on the podcast so they can share it. I began to talk to him, began to walk with him through this situation uh, told his wife that I'll be mentoring him. She still ended up leaving. She left, moved away. I got a DM beginning of December with a picture, him, his wife, his kids. And he said, guess what, man? I got my family back. He said, thank you for praying for me. He wasn't a believer. He said that was one of the things that his wife had a problem with is that she couldn't trust him to lead their household because he wasn't a Christian man. And I just got to follow up with him and find out what happened because I really want to hear the story of what happened. How did that all come back together? But I want y'all to know that I don't take this mission and mandate lightly that I take this platform with great honor that God would allow me a divorcee, what they say, divorcee, um, a guy that was broken. Y'all hear me say, I mismanaged the heart of a woman, a guy who mismanaged the heart of his ex-wife to allow me after doing the work about uh, facing my own demons to allow me to help bring healing to other marriages, to help save marriages, that by far is a great honor. It's a great honor because I never, ever imagined that this would be this right now. 
I thank God every time my phone rings or I get an email of an invite inviting me to a church to do this podcast in front of a panel, whether we have celebrities on the stage or we do these panels curated by your own parishioners, your own church members. I take that as an honor. So if you are a gatekeeper at any other churches or organizations and you want to invite the Dear Future Wifey podcast, please in, in, invite me. I would love to show up. Um, I want to start traveling to some South African uh, countries or whatnot. I want to go visit visit those. Uh, this year, I want to go to Ghana. I want to go to Nigeria. I want to go to Zambia. Um, if I'm forgetting some of your places, Zimbabwe, I want to, I want to go travel. I want to go travel and, um, touch, you know what I love so much about this podcast is I get DMs from people from all around the world. Shout out to the Bahamas, shout out to Bermuda. Um, I get DMs from people all around the world who talk about the impact of the podcast. And one of the things they always share is that this level of transparency and vulnerability is like unheard of in their respective countries. I remember I did the podcast in Bermuda. Watch that episode if you haven't. But um, people was like, we're not transparent here. I mean, we are private people. Everybody knows everybody on the island. If you don't know everybody, you know somebody that knows somebody. And it's not like six degrees of separation. It may be two. And so they're very private people, which I highly respect. But there's a scripture in the Bible that says that people are overcome by the word of our testimonies and by the blood of the Lamb. And if we really take that scripture to heart, then we'll understand that we may be the gatekeeper to someone else's deliverance. That we may be the gatekeeper to someone else's deliverance. Why do I say that? The Bible says that people are overcome, overcome, meaning that they get over whatever situation they're going through by the word of our testimony, by the fact that we are sharing things that we've been through that God brought us out of and by the blood of the lamb, knowing that if it had not been for the grace of God, where will I be? To share that with the world, to share that with your community, to share that with your family. Do you realize I talk to a lot of people and their own family members don't even know some of the stuff they're going through on a daily basis. I'm talking about immediate family. I'm talking about mom, dad, or brother and sister. You just suffering in silence because we're afraid of what they may think about us. One of the things that God delivered me from, I think that was in 20, that was, no, I about to say 2010. No, I think that was 2010. Either 2008, 2010, God said, if I can deliver you from people's opinion, I could actually use you. I could actually use you. I'm going to be honest with you. Now, I grew up caring about what people thought about me. I wanted to, you know, be liked. I wanted to be affirmed. My Love languages, words of affirmation. 
So then what does that look like in the reverse? If someone doesn't approve of me, it will, it will hurt me. It will make me be like, well, what can I do to seek their approval? But when God told me that years ago, years ago, I said, I don't know how to get to a place where I don't care about people's opinion about me. And then I went through this really dark season. Yeah, I've heard me share that before about even going through my, uh, the infidelity in my marriage. And going through that dark season, I said, um, God can't heal what I won't reveal. What did that look like for me? It looked like me facing myself. It's a song by a great prophet. And the words was, I'm looking at the man in the mirror, prophet Michael Jackson. And uh, I'm asking him to change his ways. Think about that. If we could all operate in a place of accountability, where you're looking at the man in the mirror, asking him to change his ways. And in that season, I said, you know what? I got to, I got to come clean. And I went through this program at my church and it was called uh, Celebrate Recovery. And when I tell you in that program and Celebrate Recovery, they broke us into groups, males and females. And then they broke us down to smaller groups, depending on the, the group size. And it was about 17 people, 17 men in my group. And we went through these workbooks where we began to excavate trauma, pain, unmet expectations. Um, and I remember going through the program and I started saying that I dealt with a sexual addiction. My first two times going there, I said, you know, you have to introduce yourself. You say uh, you introduce yourself by who you are in Christ first. Hello, I'm a mighty man of valor. And then, my, yeah, who you are in Christ and then who you are on this earth, basically by your government name. And so I would say, hi, I'm a mighty man of valor walking after uh, God's calling in my life. Um, my name is Letaris. No, no, I forgot. Then you say your addiction or what you're struggling with. So I said, hi, I'm a mighty man of valor walking after God's calling in my heart. I struggle with sexual addiction. My name is Letaris. And I said that the first two times. And then God said, you don't struggle with sexual addiction. I said, yes, I do. I cheated on my wife. He said, no, you struggle with codependency issues. I said, codependent? I ain't no drug addict. What am I codependent on? I'm not codependent. God said, you're codependent on people's opinion. You're codependent on people's affirmation of you. And I said, wow. I mean, who wouldn't want people to affirm them? And it's a two-edged sword. You'll find oftentimes in your life that your strength can also be your weakness. And so though my love language was words of affirmation, my deficiency was codependency. My deficiency was codependency. And so that means that when my needs weren't affirmed, then I began to seek outside attention, outside of my marriage to get whatever those needs were, to get those pom-pom shaking, to get that hoorah, you're an awesome man, Letaris. And I sought outside attention in order to fill a void in my life. 
a lot of you are privately going through some things in your life. This new year, the calendar changed. It went from 23 to 24. And you're still wrestling with the same issues, still struggling with the same stuff. I want to encourage you to let go and let God. I remember they used to say it all the time, let go and let God. I was like, that doesn't, what does that really, really mean? And when it's, it sounds very simple, but it really is that simple to truly let go of everything that's been weighing you down and letting God take control. Let go, let God. Because when you're real with yourself, you look, at, you look back at the situation, you go, hey, it's been five years that you've been struggling with the same stuff. Three years, two years. You've been wrestling with this porn addiction for since you was in high school, freshman year in high school. You've been struggling with uh, alcoholism since you turned 21 and got your first drink. You've been struggling. You've been taking edibles and smoking weed all the time. Whatever it is that your issue, sexual addiction, whatever it is, you've been struggling with this thing for X amount of years. When are you going to let go and let God? This is a season, I believe, in 2024, you're hearing a lot of people being exposed, getting exposed for um, the stuff that they've been doing in the dark. It's all over social media. Exposure. It's interesting because one of the things that we desire, those that are ambitious and aspire for certain levels, you want exposure. If you're an actor or a singer or whatever you are in the entertainment arena, even in corporate America, you want your strengths to be exposed to your boss so that they could possibly um, give you a raise or um, upgrade your position. So you're looking for exposure, but what happens when your skeletons get exposed? You don't like that too much, do you? I wouldn't like that. So one of the things that we have to do is, uh, Take our time and begin to start cleaning up that stuff, especially if you're believing and praying and asking God to increase your influence. And you want God to increase your influence. Well, you might want to take time to clean it up so that the world isn't exposed or because what the devil wants more is to take you to great heights and then bring you all the way back down. Bring you all the way back down because you didn't deal with those skeletons in your closet. So that's just a little cautionary tale for you to start doing the work, go through therapy, go through healing. It takes a lot to face that man in the mirror, like Michael Jackson, like the prophet Michael Jackson said. It takes a lot of great work. It took me a lot of work. A lot of times people ask me, Latarius, how are you able to go before thousands of people, tens of thousands of people actually, and be vulnerable? Man, let me tell you something. It ain't always been like that. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, that was one of the things that was the hardest for me to do is to show the scars in my hand like Jesus Christ did, to show the nail prints in his hand. It was hard to show the, the thorns in my side, to show the chinks in my armor. But when God told me where I am weak, he is made strong. 
it's a heart posture and the mindset of empowerment. Because I can walk around and fake it till I make it. I can act like I got it all together, but I can be straight up, honest and vulnerable and share people, share with people. I don't have it all together. I remember I made a post uh, on Facebook before I ever did the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Um, I would post stuff on my Facebook page of vulnerability. I remember I talked about my foreclosure. I remember one time I made a post about my car getting repossessed and then me trying to get another car and my credit was jacked up and I had this crazy interest rate. Let me tell y'all something. I had an interest rate on a Chevy Avalanche truck of 18.75%. I didn't know no better, y'all. Man, I was like, I made a post about that. I made a post about me having bad credit at that time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Since then, I built my credit up. I have amazing credit now. But in that vulnerability, when I began to share about me having bad credit during that season, other people started reaching out saying, wow, man, I got bad credit too. And I said, this is what I'm going to do to build my credit. I went and got me a a little secure credit card, a little $400 secure credit card. And I used that to start building my credit back up. I had a foreclosure on my my record. Since then, that's been expunged. but it's to be vulnerable like that gave other people hope people that were suicidal feeling like that they failed their families that that they lost it all gave them hope and reassurance that hey they ain't the only ones going through it and so um yeah whatever you're going through right now you ain't the only one you are not the only one facing whatever it is that you're facing and um I want you to be aware of that. Sir. Oh, Sir. What? Oh, no, Sir. bro. Oh, no, no, bro, bro. Rihanna. No, Rihanna, see, you, you I, done start you the interview without me, bro. Oh, man, you ain't you ain't right for that, man. Come on, man. I was hoping you didn't you show You told up. me the interview was going to start at 3.30. I was hoping you didn't show up. You know what I'm saying? Up. And then here you are starting. Man, you, you, you halfway through with it. You know what I'm talking about? See, man, you sneaky, bro. You sneaky. So let, me, so let me ask you the question. I don't need you asking me questions. Today. Let's run this back to, uh, let's say, uh, uh, oh, by the way, my name Terry. Because you wasn't going to introduce me. You disrespectful and stuff. My name Terry. I ain't got no last name. Law's after wow. me, so I ain't going to give you my last name. You know, I ain't giving you out my government. You know what I'm talking about? But listen, um, about a year ago, you was on this podcast crying. You was crying over that little girl. You still crying over that little girl? I ain't, I ain't try to throw no shade. I ain't try to throw no shade. I'm just saying, bro, bro. You was crying over. See, listen, listen to Terrence. Your problem is you be coming off a little weak. You know what I'm talking about? I, I, I know that sound a little disrespectful, but I ain't trying to be disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect. Yeah, you real beside yourself right but now. But why would you go on a podcast with this many people and you over here crying over some chick? 
See, if you was like me, wow. I wouldn't even let nobody know that I was even dating nobody. Especially, I ain't finna go take no L's. You think I'm finna take an L and let people know that she end up breaking up with me? Oh, nah, bro, bro. You, <laughs> you wild in the mud. Anyway, let me ask you a question, and I want you to answer because you're over looking crazy right now. I see you looking crazy, looking real crazy. I want to ask you a question. Have you healed from that heartbreak? Yes, I have. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have. Um, I, I healed through radical acceptance. You know, radical acceptance. I remember Faith Jenkins. She came on the podcast and Hold she on. was talking about radical acceptance. Wait, wait, can I? Radical acceptance is when you accept people's you truth. You sure lean on and God so a lot. You over here talking about God. So I you say it's God. I didn't even say nothing about God. Helped you but heal I didn't from that heartbreak. Say Yes, really? God helped me. I was. Let me tell you something. Not God I allowed me to. Go. I saw the episode. You said something about you know don't get under I, one to get over another. All that nonsense. I don't know where you exactly. feel like that ain't the answer. Because that's the answer for me. Let me tell you something. I would have run about mm, say about seven chicks one week. Seven chicks one week. Toxic masculinity. And I been fully healed after one week. But here you are taking, how many, how many months? Let me ask you this. How many months did it take for you to realize that you were finally able to let that relationship go? About three. I don't see now. Nah. Around three. Mm, couple of days tops of me. Couple of days tops of me. No, you're not me. So, okay, answer this. You've been traveling around to all these islands and stuff. I saw you kicking it at Jamaica. I'm mad at you because you didn't invite me. Yes, I have. You know, I'm, I'm still salty about that. But you, you went to Jamaica. You went to the Bahamas. You went to Cabo. Like, you tell me you wasn't out there, like, smashing no chicks out there? Absolutely not. Bro, what is wrong with you? Why does that have to be something wrong with me? When in Rome, you supposed to do what? I wasn't in Rome. I'm talking, it's still the same thing, no. bro. You're trying to be funny. But if you're going to be on these <laughs> islands, bro, you're supposed to be getting it in. <laughs> that is not a good testimony. Oh, God. See, when you squared in the mug. Say, listen, next question I got to ask you. You know, um, are you still interested in getting married? Absolutely. It, it, all why? this work that I've been doing would would not no, be worth it. Go with it me real quick. I, go, I, the reason why I'm asking this for a reason. Go with me for a reason. Go with me real quick on this one. Wow. If you just stay single, because I see women coming, they say that you ain't even really looking to be in a relationship. Because they say, well, I, I, now I ain't say this. I'm saying what they said. I don't. They said if you really looking for a relationship, you would have been married by now. Listen, I was almost married last so year. You so you don't you agree with about? that? I'm looking for my purpose partner. There you go with that purpose partner stuff. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm probably telling on myself, but I done hacked into your IG. You did. Don't report me. You're a snitch if you do. But I done hacked in your IG. I see women that be DMing you and, and you like what? You don't, you don't be trying to holler at these chicks? No. Like you don't, you don't be flying them in? You know what I'm saying? No. I mean, if it's a woman that catches my attention, yes, I will respond back, but I'm not trying to. So have that's women what I'm talking out. about. So these women may be accurate in this, boy, that, that you really don't want to be married. Yes. Just because I don't go I see, I about I saw this one comment. I saw this one comment with this. This lady said. You, that, you won't um, let me respond to any. You ask me questions, but you, won't, you make too much money with this podcast being single, so there's no way. 
you want to get married because if you get married, you got to give all this up. That don't matter to me. I will give it all up for my wife. I'm telling you, I don't care about you this podcast. Huh? What did you just say? So, no, hold on. You, you said something. I want you to repeat yourself. There's no way you want to get married because if you get married, you got to give all this up. This network reached out to me last year, right? And they said, um, what are your goals with this podcast after you get married? I said, well, my goal is to knight another bachelor to take over the podcast. And then I continue producing it. And then that bachelor goes on his journey. They said, hold on. So you tell me you would just give it up. I said, yeah. And then my, my future wife, we will start a podcast together and move forward. And they said, hold on, hold on. That's not good for our business because let's say if you met your wife after one month of signing the contract, then it, you, you, y'all get married and then it's a wrap. And then they said, why don't you bring your wife on the podcast and y'all continue on this journey together and y'all can bring other couples on and do that. I said, you know what? That is a good idea. So it opened my mind up to say, I don't have to just dissolve the podcast or night another bachelor to take over that my purpose partner and I can, she come on the yellow couch and we continue with this journey together. So you're going to bring your, you're going to bring your future wifey on the podcast, y'all going to just pick it up from there and roll with it. Yes, I will bring right. my future wifey on the podcast, right. and people can see the journey from beginning when I was single all the way until I got married. Hmm. And I think that would be a brilliant idea. Now, what you got to say about that? Huh? I don't hear you saying that. Okay, thank you. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Oh, now you want to ask me something. You always talk about how hard it is to get for fellas to come to the podcast. Yep. Now, the reason why, I'm going to tell you the oh, reason you, why. You, you got all the answers. You got all the answers. So you got a huge woman following. Yep. And so, you know, these women, they they lack accountability. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying don't I'm one of the red it. pill community dudes. Don't you know what I'm start, saying? I don't roll with that just like But yep. what I'm talking about, the fellas be saying that these women lack accountability. I, I believe that. I ain't say that. They say that. I agree, but I didn't say but it. But I'm saying that people like to make it like everybody. I hate speaking in absolute. I agree, but I I'm didn't saying say it. that yes, as with anybody, a lot of people lack accountability. You gotta kind of like let me let me let me let me see how you gotta come off. You kind of you gotta come off like you are holding women accountable. Why don't you start your own podcast? You got all the answers to being single. Good lord, what about that? What if it's women's fault that they single? I'm saying I, I ain't say that. I'm not personally saying that, but I agree. It's women's fault. It's women's fault. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It's this, it's this little shorty I was dating, right? Little shorty. This little oh, shorty Lord, I was I dating one this day. Woman you, were dating. you know what I'm saying? I dated her about what? About Mm, it was a short time, about five years. I was five dating about years, five you said years. It's a short you know time of dating somebody. And you know what I'm saying? And she had a problem. Let me tell you this. She had a problem. That I didn't want to be exclusive with her. And I said, it takes me a little bit more time to decide if I want to really be with you. Time it's only it been five years. So, see, so that's her fault. Her fault is she put pressure so on fault. me to try to get in an exclusive relationship with her. Okay. You know, I even I don't even use terms like exclusive. But I heard her say that so many times that I said, I right, that's you know, evidently that's the word of the day. You know what I'm the talking about? Exclusivity. So she starts trying to be exclusive with me. I said, man, listen. You can't force me into a relationship. You know what I'm she saying? She should have left you I year said, one. I've only been dating you for five years. Only five what years. What do you think about that? 
Am I in the wrong? I mean, keep it real with me. Am I in the wrong or was she in the wrong? You're in the wrong. Period. I knew you were going to say that. Cause see, you, you ain't going to never hold the woman accountable. I did nothing wrong. I showed her who I was. You know what I'm talking about? She act like she could deal with it. I roll with it. After five years, she get mad because I don't want to be exclusive with her. You were with her one. She mad because I'm messing around with these other chicks. And, and you were also messing around. Man. See, I, I, that's the stuff that I tell women to... You gonna always take the women's no, side. No, I'm saying yes, you do. they should avoid guys yes, you like do. you. That's not intentional. Yes, they want to play games. Oh, we can do this all day. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you no, do. No, I don't. Yeah, let me ask you this real quick. So you you interviewed Danea Jackson, right? Right. Then you turned around and interviewed her husband, Derek Jackson. Yep. A lot of women got mad at you about that. And that's what I that's what I be talking about. Women don't be wanting the truth. So here you are, you interviewing the brother. A lot of women got upset about that to the point that won't you tell people how much money you lost during that interview? I'm not going to say that. No, you, no, you keep it lit. No, no, no. You believe in keeping it lit. Tell the truth. How much money did you lose during that interview? My income was cut in half on YouTube after that. Cut interview. your YouTube income in half for the rest of that year. Right. Right. Would you do it again? Absolutely. I believe that it was only fair. I had a conversation with his wife on the podcast and she spoke about a lot of stuff. And I believe that if you're going to do a, a well-balanced interview, then why take somebody to court without them being able to state their own case? And so I created the safe space for Derek Jackson to share his truth about whatever he went through, because I, I really want to hear how... I'm really into hearing the mindset of someone. And so uh, I find it very interesting to, and I've been wanting to talk to Derek for a long time. As a matter of fact, I even mentioned it. If you go back and watch in Danea's interview, I asked her, would Derek come on the podcast? I felt like he never would come on, but to my amazement, he decided to come on and, and share a story and I welcomed it. Bro, you better than me, because there ain't no way. I ain't finna let nothing get in the way of my paper. Well, you know what I'm saying? Because, see, you too busy like that, but. trying to heal the world, and, and you think people really want to know the truth about certain stuff, and they and you think people will like to look at a Derrick Jackson and extract what you call gems and, yeah, and all this gems. stuff, extract gems and try to learn from other people's mistakes right. or whatever. I'm about that paper. See, and that's what I'm trying to tell you. But that's not me. You need to be more about your paper, bro. You just got this nice house that you bought. You can't be playing around with that. You're going to be sitting up there getting foreclosed on. God you got to go find interviews. Listen, listen, listen. God listen. is not going to lie. I'm trying to get the game. You I'm, need to do interviews like, what, what's, the, what's the dude? Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Club Shay Shay. Boy, they need to have me on Club Shay Shay. Let me tell you something. If they had me on Club Shay Shay, let me tell you something, bro. Let me tell you something. I would do way more views than Cat Williams. Let me tell you something. Because I'd be snitching on everybody. I'd tell on everything. You know what I'm talking about? I would tell everything. But see, you need an interview like that so you can get your paper up. You know what I'm saying? That, but I know you ain't going to listen because you always even, talking about you You choose people based upon I choose how people, God, you know, guide exactly. you or whatever. Did God tell you you're going to lose half your income during that interview? Did he tell you that? You ain't going to answer me? You, you, you ain't, you ain't, you, you're just going to ignore me? All right. All right. And you, you, you still in your feelings about it? Oh, okay. All right. All right. It was great talking to you, but um, I, it's time for me to go um, finish up my my podcast. So you you no, I I don't want to talk to you no more. You trying to tell me to pretty leave? much? That's about the best way to say it. I need you to go ahead and leave. All right.
Man, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, bro. And this is real talk. Tell me. You real disrespectful. I'm disrespectful. You walk in and I'm gonna unsubscribe to your podcast and keep shacking up. Now what? Whatever, just go. Lord Jesus, just go. Whew, Lord. That was that was a lot. That was a lot. Terry, I don't I don't know. Y'all, y'all can y'all pray for Terry? Can y'all keep Terry lifted up in y'all prayer? Because for him to sit there and say that he dated somebody for five years and they didn't even have a title, that is absolutely crazy. And then have the nerve to say, is he the problem? But hold on. Now, I don't want y'all to be too judgmental because a lot of y'all may be dating somebody that y'all have no title. Y'all not even in an exclusive relationship and y'all been dating them for 10 years and 15 years. I talked to this one lady on a live that said that, was that last week that she said she had dated somebody for 16 years or something? She said for 16 years. Um, I I did a live that was five hours. Oh, let me tell y'all this. I'm going to start doing more YouTube lives. I'm going to do them probably twice. I'm going to try to do twice a month. I did one um, last week, and I'll do another one uh, probably next week. Yeah. So I'm going to do lives every two or twice a month, allow viewers to come up, talk to me, because, again, I want to foster this community where we can talk, we can hang out, I can get to know y'all. One thing I want y'all to know is when y'all see me out, a lot of times y'all are uh, apologetic saying, I know you probably don't want to be seen or anything. And, you know, I just want to let you know I love your podcast. Listen, make no apologies. Come talk to me. Y'all are family. I don't look at myself as some celebrity. Y'all are family to me. And so when y'all see me, come up, talk to me, shake my hand, give me a hug. Um, I, I welcome that. I welcome that. So don't feel like you have to be apologetic of it. Um, And now if I'm in the middle of eating some food or whatever, then that may not be the ideal time. Um, You may walk by and say, hey, listen, when you get finished eating, I would love to take a picture with you. And I'm like, sure, absolutely. And I'll find out where your table is and come take a picture with you. You may not even have to look for me. But um, thank y'all. Those that who have joined me on these trips, thank y'all so much. We're going to be doing uh, some trips this year. Make sure that y'all join me on that. We're going to have an amazing time Um, and continue, continue to keep me in your prayers, continue to send me ideas. I plan on getting really, really um, intentional about Kingdom Royale. A lot of y'all have been DMing me saying, what's the update on Kingdom Royale? I keep running this same video, which y'all going to see that same video in a little bit. Hey, man. But yeah, I'm going to get really intentional on fundraising for Kingdom Royale. We got to raise like $5 million, y'all like $5 million to build this property. We're going to be doing a fundraiser um, in November. In November, we're going to be doing a fundraiser, so be on the lookout for that. Again, sign up for the mailing list. Go to the description on YouTube. And I'm end up putting it on the podcast pages as well so y'all can sign up for the mailing list. But I want y'all to sign up for the mail list so you'll be notified about all these great things that are coming forth. Um, what else should I talk about? What else should I bring up? Uh, Rihanna, anything, anything I need to say um, to let the listeners know? Listen, you know, shout out to Rihanna Mack. Um, She's been rocking with me for years. Um, I'm going to start doing some episodes where I'll put a fourth camera up so y'all can see her, especially when we do some lives or something. And um, so y'all can get a chance to know her. I greatly appreciate her. I've been knowing her for about 20. How long have I been knowing you? Over 20 years? 
Yeah, over 20 years. And so, uh, yeah, since she was five or six. So, yeah, I've been knowing her since she was five or six. She's 25 and a half, uh, lies we tell. Um, but the reality is that um, I'm always, I call my my team, they're my destiny helpers. And so my destiny helpers are people that see the vision that God has placed inside of me and they lock arms with me. I cannot do, I can't do this by myself. Um, and my biggest problem and my biggest flaw was that I always tried to do stuff on my own instead of asking for help. You know, I'm, I'm just going to do it on my, you know, by myself. I'm doing it on my own. And it would, y'all had no idea how many hours I would spend in this studio waking up to edit, work on stuff, doing reels and all that, fall asleep. It was one time I only was home maybe, I probably slept in my bed once in a 30-day period because I would just go home, take a shower, come back to my studio and I didn't get a chance to see my kids at all. And I was happy in the month of December because around the Christmas holiday, I was able to just spend time with my sons. Shout out to Armani. Got him moved out into his own place. Uh, Ladarian, you know, been rocking with him, uh, spending more time with him. Those that don't know, those are the two. Uh, Ladarian is my son, but he's my nephew's son. He's my nephew. I adopted him when he was seven years old. Armani is my son. I adopted him when he was 16. He's 20 years old. Ladarian is 15 years old, sophomore in high school. And so, yeah, let's continue building this community. I like to hear your thoughts. I love to hear how the podcast has been impactful in your lives. Again, friends and family members, if you have friends and family members that or you even yourself, and you believe that your story will be great on the Dear Future Wifey podcast, send me a DM, let me know. If you have um, elderly people that have been married for years, I'll say 40 plus, and um, yeah, 40 plus, and you would like to submit them on the podcast, send me an email at dearfuturewifeypodcast at gmail.com. Dearfuturewifeypodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email. Well, as I continue to wrap this, well, as I begin to wrap this up, thank y'all so much. Do y'all like Terry? Would you, should I bring Terry back on the podcast? Because he keep, I be ignoring his emails all the time. He be trying to, I don't know how he found the email for Dear Future Wifey Podcast at Gmail, but he just keep on blowing up my email, asking me to bring him on the podcast. And yeah, I, I did him wrong. I said that, I told him one time, I told him today that we was going to start shooting the episode at a certain time. And I said, let me just go ahead and do it. And then um, hopefully I'll be done before, um, before he showed up and he just crashed the set or whatever. But he be acting real disrespectful. That's the reason why I don't like him on here. You don't know if he's going to cuss. You don't know what he's going to do. He just he just do what he want to do. But if y'all want to see him back on the podcast, let me know. And um, also send me people that you think I should have, whether it's a celebrity or whatever. Say interview this person. I love it when people uh, email me. Matter of fact, it's a couple that out of Louisiana, it's an older couple. They're coming on the podcast. Her... Um, IG is bad girl re re 504. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. I can't wait to interview them on the podcast, but we got some amazing guests lined up for this season. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Can we reach a million? Can we hit a million 
subscribers by December. I think we can do that. Let's have a goal, Lit Fam. Let's reach a million subscribers by December 31st. And on top of that, let's hit half a million by our four-year anniversary, which is April the 15th. Matter of fact, let's do a celebration for our four-year anniversary of the podcast. Let's do that. Let's do that. Matter of fact, we're going to do that. We're going to do a celebration. Again, sign up for the mailing list so you'll be notified when we release tickets for that. It's going to be in Dallas. Y'all fly out. We, let's, let's do like a live podcast recording, something dope. We're going to make it really cool. I'll talk to Rihanna. She's very creative. But we're going to do something really, really dope. April the 15th, you'll get a chance to meet Rihanna and all that, get to meet people behind the scenes. So, again, love y'all. Happy New Year. Whatever you believe in God to accomplish in your life, he can, he will, if you change your will into his will. Thank you so much. Ladarian thrusted suddenly into Child Protective Services in 2015. My nephew, black, a boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted, yep, you guessed it, slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care, should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, 
One of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm LaTaris R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. Man, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Had a little fun. Had so much fun. Well, listen, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, in a world that often moves at an unforgiving pace, my deepest desire is for our love to be a sanctuary, a timeless haven, reminiscent of the love that has weathered the ages, much like that of the old folks. I envision our love as a vintage melody, sweet and enduring, echoing the timeless tunes that have serenaded countless generations. In the same way, I hope our love weathers the test of time, growing richer and more harmonious with each passing year. I long for the kind of love that is etched in the lines of our smiles, a testament to the laughter and the joy we've shared throughout the years. Just like the old folks who walk hand in hand through the golden hues of autumn and the crisp white of winter, I want to navigate the seasons of life with you. I want our love to be as sturdy as the oak tree that has witnessed a lifetime of stories, yet flexible enough to sway with the gentle breezes of change. Your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.